0: Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Doctors Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a
1: chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in the show Midlife News Boss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. I'm Dr. Lynn.
0: So it's just things on You know how when oh, you listen, <laughs> but really, do you, you know how you hate, you know, your voice doesn't sound the same to you in your brain as it does oh, when you hear it in playback. 100%. So I always am trying to play with that because every time I hear myself in a podcast, oh, you I'm wanted like, to be who would want now to listen to that woman? Did
1: a podcast about letting go of perfectionism and having to be something you're not. I need to revisit
0: that and re-listen. Your Absolutely. voice is annoying. You just need to face it. Accept. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. And thank you so much for joining us again to hear our banter and sometimes meaningless uh, yeah, interjected <laughs> with some, some helpful advice. So this week we are talking about we're a we're talking a topic that I think no one else is talking about this <laughs> and but us and somebody's gotta talk about it. Yeah so we're we're talking about getting to a place where you can confidently ask for help and, and comfortably and comfortably and appropriately. Yes. Yes, because as, uh, a, woman, as a mother. Yes. As a, as a
1: friend, as a wife, as a, anything, like in all of our roles. I think that it's so easy to at least I do this to myself, like asking for help is a sign of weakness. You know, like I should be able to do that on my own. I should be able to juggle all the things. I should have time for everything. And it's just not always
0: the case. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Why do we do that to ourselves? I don't know if it's like our puritanical roots where we're hard workers. We get in there, we do all things. We make it happen in America, you know? Um, Or if it's a woman, like going back to that perception of a woman in the fifties who was, you know, does all the cooking, cleaning, everything in the house, the raising of the children, and then puts on her makeup in the, in the, you know, irons off her clothes yes. before her husband comes home with the smile you know, on her face perfect, yes yeah exactly yeah I mean I so I would guess
1: that that's where you know it's just uh, that's like somehow we fall into the rule that even if we're in the workplace full-time it's still in a lot of cases falls on us to also do all the other things too the house the kids the everything you know so that I think that's probably
0: part of it that we're just used to doing it all. Well, you touched on something there too. As a working mom, there's guilt. Sometimes and it's probably your So you, you know, you, if you do work outside the home and even if you don't, because you're still mom, guilt's real, right. We, we all um, have it, but you know, if you do work outside the home, you may think you have to do all the things when you come home for your kids, because you're making up for the time that you don't spend, yeah. for the, you know, the attention maybe that you didn't get to give them at the noon hour or whatever right yeah I think I think a lot of it stems from that
1: just our mother's hearts and just feeling like we have to do all the things and be all the things for all the
0: people (laughs) so and as we're talking about this and it's coming through to this is very relevant to now facing an empty nest because Mm. this is where our identity is it's clearly something about our identity because 100% now that our it's we're we're worried about being irrelevant when our kids leave. So obviously our identity is wrapped up in who we are and what we do for our kids and our family. Right. And so asking for help sort of threatens that Mm. identity of, well, if somebody else could do it as, you know, flippantly or easily, then who are we? Right. And it's almost like we, it's a, it's a bit of a pious, that's not the right word, but it's a bit of a, maybe a self-righteousness thing mm-hmm. where we prideful prideful that's a good word yeah where if we do it all then see us out here you know yeah. look at me look at me mm-hmm. yeah but it's yeah. not sustainable no it
1: can lead to burnout that's the problem and you know one of the things that we talk about to living a fulfilling Uh, life after kids, one portion of that is emotional health and balance and stress management. And this is a piece to that puzzle, because if you're overextending yourself and you don't know when to ask for help, this becomes a problem, right? And not only that, but if you're trying to do all the things, you're likely not going to be really good at any of the things. And not that you can't be, but Typically, it's like there are certain things that are in your wheelhouse and certain things that you're really good at doing and you're going to do them productively and you're going to get them done well. And then the other things you do just because you think you have to, this can be in the workplace, but this can be at home too. And it might not be for you. And if you could just be, you know, humble enough to ask for help in those areas and pass it off to someone who's that might be their strength then you're not only serving them, but you're also helping yourself and you allow yourself to do the things that are big
0: commitments for you even better. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to talk about any, yeah. a very concrete example, which yes. illustrates that beautifully Yeah, in that win-win scenario for that. But it, yeah, what you just said, it's really a very much a thing. It's really much a, a question of balance. Mm-hmm. And if you're unable to accept or ask for help or find yourself resisting asking for help, then very likely you're out of balance. And it's, it's a necessary, I think, place to move into so that you can create space. That's a very overused term, but it it really is what you're doing. It's creating space for new possibilities, new opportunities at this place in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's the dream, right? Yes. To raise the kids, look forward to all the good stuff that's coming with, there's so much more. It doesn't end there, but it also is a window of opportunity because there's so much more that you have to give. Yes. And it's time to move into new avenues. So I love that. I, I, I I love what you said. And I think we do need to give up on that notion that we have to be all things to all people because we short ourselves when we do that, because we are very good at some things Mm -hmm. and we're not so good at others. Yes. And, That's okay. Yeah. So do the things
1: that you're good at, and pass off the things you're not that you're not good at. Yeah, or that don't that you don't like doing, or whatever it is. Or it might be something that you really like, but you just, according to your core values, you know what your hard yeses are, and it might it could be something that you're good at or can do capably, but it doesn't necessarily fall right in your core values, and you don't have time for it, or it's going to overextend you. Mm -hmm. It's okay to ask for help there. It's kind of like that toddler you know that wants to do everything for themselves. And doesn't want to take a helping him or ask, you know, that I think we can get that way. I remember doing that when my kids were growing up, like just silly things like having a holiday at my house and I wanted the holiday to be perfect. And I wanted everyone to be there. And I was doing all the cooking. Nobody was going to help. How dumb was that? <laughs> Why wouldn't I have been like my mother and my mother-in-law and anyone else? Let me bring something. Let me make something like now, if that happened, that's the beautiful part can of age uh, comes wisdom. Yeah. Yes, please. What do you want to bring? And how much can you bring? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and can I can we have this at your house <laughs> yeah. and by the way I don't really want to do it <laughs> so that's it's so funny because we must have had something to prove it must have been about proving at that age a little bit okay like right I mean we were proving to our mothers to our grandmothers to the women in our life
1: yes that, I, I for sure
0: that hey we can manage a home we can be yeah. a good mom we can balance all the things all of it but I think at this age, we really have to be careful that our self-worth is not s- wrapped up in that and, s- and that we don't stay there because I think that turns us into, if we have to take on all the things, it's going to turn us into like a stressed out, tapped out person. And we really, you know, who's overloaded with responsibilities and tasks. Yeah. And I believe we need to give up on that notion that that is somehow the ideal or the goal to be that woman, to be that person, because there's a maturity, as I said, or a um, a wisdom beyond just around that corner. You've done it all. Now it's how can you leverage the talents of other people? Yes, to you for, for help and to do the things that you just frankly don't care about doing. Yes, it doesn't. Or your, and once your machine, yeah, and
1: um, once again things that you just, you can't, like, I think some of it comes down to also self-awareness and realizing when you are going to be overextended, when it's going to be too full of a plate and it's going to cause you too much stress and you have to ask somebody else to step in. I think, I mean, that's huge. I do not do a good job of this yet. I'm getting there. I think you, I've seen you in action Mm -hmm. doing a a really good job of like that. I I can't do that right
0: now. It's too much. Like, yeah. And it's delegation. It's really important. I think you can learn that a couple of ways. I think you can be really intentional about it, have good examples. And then I think in my case, it honestly has just come from times where I blew never my choice. circuits yeah, and you didn't have a choice. And then you saw how nice it was <laughs> like when, you know, you do invite in, in help. And yeah. so, you know, that's just right there. We can just have a conversation because actually verbalizing this can be the part of the hardest, uh, the hardest part rather. in in actually coming out and asking for help, because that's like admitting a weak like for many of us that we're weak, weak. that we can't do it. Yes. But the ironic part about
1: that is I think somebody is more is at their strongest, not their weakest when they're asking for help. It takes a strong person to admit they can't, look, I can't do all of this.
0: I need help. That's strength. 100%. That is not weakness. Nope. Just like we, you know, anything um, along that line to, to, it takes bravery and vulnerability to actually speak that. And that's a strong person who knows their limits, Mm -hmm. right? So maturity is about knowing your limits.
1: And, you know, this could come, I want to, I want to talk about how this played out for me recently. And sometimes it comes in just like to-do lists, not menial day-to-day things that you do, but like bigger, like you've just got a lot going on and you need help. Like something simple like, Hey, can you go grab the dry cleaning? Or I can't, you know, you send one of the kids to run to the grocery store for you because you're just whatever that is. But sometimes that can be like bigger, deeper things. Like I'm having trouble parenting my, I can't reach my kid right now. Do you think you could step in and have a conversation? Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll listen to you. And that's probably the hardest ask there is. So many moms in the Life After Kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing. I don't know where to start. That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter. And it will show you where to start. The best part is it's free. Use the link go com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today.
0: That is, but if I know most mothers, if it's related to their kids, they're going to do whatever it takes, right? Mm-hmm. And if you see your kid, that would be a tough one, you know, to see your kid struggling, and maybe you don't have a male figure, or you know, if you're a man listening to this, you don't have a mm-hmm. female figure, or whatever. Um, yeah, that would be that would be tough. But um, I love that. I, that's a great example of asking for help, and um, and, and that's okay. And don't you know? I would hope that you know. You wouldn't put your ego in place of that, of your kid getting help. Yeah.
1: And especially like when they're teens and even
0: young adults, maybe, but teens, especially
1: like very often the last person they want to hear from or listen to is their parent. They need, it's going to mean more and sink in more if they hear it from somebody else. Very true. So, you know, that's not, once again, it takes a village. It's okay to ask for help when you need it in those areas.
0: Yeah. And so you know, that whole concept of us being a martyr and we have to do everything mm-hmm. for our kids. And honestly, I, I want to challenge you on this is you will be robbing your child of learning responsibility if you don't involve them in helping you. So oh if you, if yeah, think we talked about way, because to your point with you know, running to the dry cleaners or whatever, or speaking to the coach, whatever it might be. You remember your job is not to make their lives comfortable. Your job is to raise self-sufficient adults that can function in the world on their own. So in order to get to that place, they need practice. Right. So delegate the stuff to them that they can do. I mean, try to be age appropriate, obviously, but as many things as you can give your kid to do, it's going to prepare them for the real world. Yeah.
1: And then it, and it helping hand for you then too, if you've got too much on your plate, you know, like when, when Anthony started driving, once we were comfortable that he was a good enough driver and that, you know, safety and all that sort of thing, but he had, we provided him a car to drive. Right. And he wasn't working at the time because he was busy with school and lacrosse, but we said, you've got this car that we're paying for. But anytime we ask you to use this car for us, you are going to, which means if one of your brothers needs picked up or taken somewhere, if we need you to run out to the store, if we need you to run an errand, and whatever it is, you're going to have to do it. And, and he was more than happy to say yes to that. And boy, and I'm sure most of you listening can relate. A, when your kid starts driving, it's worry, but it opens up a whole new window of like time that you have for yourself. And then B, when that child can start driving the other kids, oh it's my gosh, it's, like
0: unbelievable. Smart though, that you set that expectation at first, because if you've given him the car and then like a couple of months or just start yes. asking him and to do like, stuff what? and then he doesn't, you, it's going to just cause resentment. Yeah. Because here you are thinking, well, I right. gave him this car and I did this for him. And Right, so again, yeah. have the conversation once beforehand. again. Communication, yeah. But I want to talk. I want to talk about the example that you have with family member because it's not just our kids; it's with our friends, it's with the other, you know, women in our life. So you have a recent example of asking for help that was really beautiful.
1: Yeah. So um, it was the end of the school year, and my oldest son Anthony was graduating. So if anyone who's been through that season, that's such a busy time. I mean, I just had such a full plate we had and he was a sports player so and he was a captain of the team so there was like senior day at the game there was um, sports banquet that we as the captain's parents we had to plan the whole thing we had graduation. We had banquet leading up to graduation. We had you guys. I mean, there was just so many things happening at one time. Plus my youngest had his birthday and we had to plan his party. And then on top of that, and in no way, shape or form was this a burden. God bless her. But Ken's grandmother, who we had taken care of, who we've talked about before, she was 99, passed away. And we needed to have her Memorial service and funeral, but that was happening back in Pittsburgh. I'm in New England because that's where she lived. And I was feeling like frazzled. Like, how am I going to pull this all together? We have to travel there, but how am I going to plan it all there? And I was like really starting to stress. Yeah. And then I was like, hold on a second. This is ridiculous. We have family members at home that are retired, that loved Mimi with all their heart, that would be more than happy, I'm sure, to help out if I asked. So I reached out to um, our cousin Dometta and she was unbelievable. Like she planned the whole thing. She was more than happy to do it. She was thankful actually that I asked her because she was grieving the loss of Mimi too. And so it gave her some purpose and something to do and a way to contribute. And and like she said, I feel like I'm honoring Mimi and Karen who was Ken's mom, her daughter in doing it and it brought us closer together because we were texting and checking in and um she ended up she offered to have us all over then afterwards for like a lunch so that we didn't have to go out and eat. it was just I it was such a good for me reflecting like a moment of growth for me and then seeing the reward of that that like it's okay to not do that all yourself to burden yourself. And normally I would just burden myself on like I can do this all and figure it out and be miserable the whole time. And then miserable there because I'm exhausted. And then to also see like how it brought us closer together, and to see how it was actually a blessing to her. This is the thing I think we miss that very often when we ask somebody for help. You're not only lightening your load and blessing yourself; it can be a blessing for that other person because it can give them a reason or some, you know, a, a way to help out or feel needed or you know, whatever that is. So it was, Um, it w- I think it was good all the way around. I think that John would say the same thing.
0: Oh, that's just so great. I love that. So beautiful. Especially the part where you said, like you're blessing someone else and never forget that, right? Because yes. it can be hard with delegating because if you are at all a, a control freak and we get to be that way with our families, like, the, yep, we're raising our hands over here, right? Yeah. These, these are the most important people in our life. So for us to trust the daily or whatever, even the special events to somebody else, it's a big deal, but here's, here's what I, what I've learned through running a business, because you can go so much further by involving other people. There's only, you're limited, right? But when you tag on two people, two people can do the work of three. Yeah. Right. And then exponential as you add in more people. So your sphere of influence increases the more people that you have in your life mm-hmm. to help. Okay. And if somebody can do something 80% to the degree that you can do, and it's not your one focus area, like obviously you, you got to raise your kids. You're not yes. going to pass that off, mm-hmm. but could, could you have somebody else plan a birthday party mm-hmm. or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. 100%. And if they can do that 80% of the time, 80% as well as you can, Accept that as a major blessing and then go in for yourself into where your time should be spent. Yeah, it's so
1: good. It's it's so good because now you're going to do what you, where where your wheelhouse is, the thing that you're good at and the thing that you're passionate about, you're going to do that even better. And the person helping you is going to do a great job. So two things are going to get done, probably better than they both would have been done under your watch. And now you're less stressed on the other side of it too. It's win, win, win. So it's like a win the whole way around. And I'll tell you too, like even as I was planning the um, end of school year banquet, I took the reins on that banquet. And in fairness, it was because there were a lot of other events that went on like tailgates after all the games and like team dinners and sandwiches for the bus ride. And so the some of the other captain's parents were doing more of that. So I stepped up and did the banquet, but- normally in younger years, I would have tried to run that whole thing myself. And this time around, I was like, okay, I check in, here's all the things I'm doing. Can you pick up this? If you could do this piece of it and even just being wise enough now to do that. And they all want to help too. Yes. Yeah. Everybody wants yeah. to be a part and do something yes. that they can do. And here's the other thing. <clears throat> I think this happens a lot, especially when it comes to our spouses. That um, we can get at least, okay. I'm not going to say we because me, maybe some <laughs> of you can relate. <laughs> but me, when I say we, I'm talking about me. Um, you know, we get, I, I can get huffy, like, why isn't he, why wouldn't he help me with that? Why wouldn't he do this? He sees how busy I am, like on a holiday. I'm doing all this cooking and he can't do blah, blah, blah. Well, it's just ask because they want, um, very often, most times they want to help and they're happy to help. They just don't know you want it and they're not mind readers. Even your friends are not mind readers. It's very easy to get caught up in this like, woe is me, I'm so busy. I have so much to do and nobody wants to help me. They know how hard it is. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they need to hear it from you. And you don't, and by the way, that doesn't mean do it in a jerky. like Can't you help me like huffy way to a friend or a husband or whatever it is? But yeah, ask
0: kindly, respectfully. And normally you're going to get, yeah, sure, I can help you with that. That is such a good point that, you know, the people around us are not my readers and no. if you can't stop and just say, Hey, you know, I'm in need of some help. Right. It's very easy. Mm-hmm. Just, just put those words together because the truth is, is that people are generally responsible, responsive to that. Right. Like yes. They just need some direction. They just yeah need specificity. Yeah. Like do this at this time, please. And yeah. if you wouldn't mind, and sometimes we can get, feel funny about asking people that, but they appreciate the directness, I believe. Right. And I think so. It makes everybody's life easier. It, yeah, it really does. And I would say on the other side of that, this is a moment to also check in because there's always two sides and Absolutely. the pendulum can swing the other way. Absolutely. If you're the person who's always asking for help. <laughs>
1: I actually had that thing in think, my mind think, too, because yeah. somebody could be listening, thinking gosh, yeah. like, I just need to ask. For and yeah. maybe you need to do more things for yourself. Yes. And there is those. There people, are right? those. There are some then, of us that are asking for too much. Sometimes we have to
0: step up and realize that we're not as weak as we think we yes. are, and that we can do it on exactly. our own. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. So don't overuse it. Be thoughtful about: Do you actually need help, or are you just feeling emotionally needy, or not strong, or not confident in what you're doing? And yes. There is, can
1: there, you it, do it so yourself if there's okay. time for it? Are you just
0: not giving yourself enough credit? Yeah. Yeah. And I think. The last thing that I have to say about this is to learn this lesson on this side of, of hardship. So if, if you can take what we're saying today and actually start to put that into some cognitive, like let that marinate and yeah. then actually put that into work because the opposite side of that, if this is a lesson that you need to learn, because you're that person who's stressed out, tapped out and just like, yeah, blows through the limits. Oh, sorry. I keep. Beaten on the We're it again. <laughs> then I believe that and whatever you think for me it's God for it you it might be life that life will teach you that lesson if it's the one that you need to learn in in the hardest way possible if you don't learn it on this side so you don't want to be somebody who's kind of brought to their knees and 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 that's what it takes for you to ask for help try well not, yeah right?
1: because sometimes you if you don't realize you need to slow down God will slow you down. <laughs> And yeah. that's not always whispers, a welcome. He
0: whispers first and then he yells. Yeah. Right? Listen. So,
1: yeah, it's so true. So, you know, just um, once again, self-awareness, being mindful, making sure you communicate your needs and yeah, take the right steps towards it. And I would say also you throw in core values in there too, because sometimes you have to know what's most important on your list that they, these are the things I need to do, but these are the things that I could delegate.
0: Yes, it's all about managing your time, managing your priorities. And that starts with knowing them with clarity and certainty. What's your priority? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Like and using that, that, that your North Star.
1: And that example with Dometta, like there was no way I was going to ask somebody to take over and do the things for my kids, like the senior banquet and the graduation like that. I'm clearly like, you're not going to miss that. So that's where you're like, these are a yes, for sure. Now, how can I delegate this? that's pretty obvious in that example but other times it's not always as clear
0: but and how cool that that's brought you guys closer that's it, really it's amazing for her and mm-hmm. both of you guys in this loss it's been you, really great you know suffered so wonderful it's been really great yeah love it yeah so um
1: that was good right yeah I think I hope you guys enjoyed it too I think it was good you think it was good so must <laughs> that it must be good, <laughs> then it must be good. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm
1: getting off <laughs> on a tangent. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you here with us. Um, communication is key and please keep communicating with us. Um, you're welcome to DM you're us on Instagram or Facebook. We're also on TikTok. You can shoot us an email doctors at doctorsatlifeafterkids.com. The website is www.lifeafterkids.com.
0: Yes. We, I just spoke over you. We love hearing from you. So please, please send us a, a DM or a shout out or yep. an email and share this with someone that you think would needs to hear this, yes. right? It's a gift of love for sure. And so now go have a great, amazing week and ask for some help.
1: Thanks again for listening to life after kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday, and we hope you will too. Until next time.